Good afternoon. Hey guys, Nathan and Evan here coming to you from MK Sports Talk on a sunny free NFL draft day. How's your day going so far, Nevin? I'm sorry. How's your day going? Oh, good, good. Yeah, no, good. Uh, actually, I actually had a little bit of a head cold, feeling a little under the weather. So, uh, other than that, I'm feeling okay. Um, this is changing that's, what we the love about, that's what we love about you. We, got, we love a trooper who's dedicated to the podcast uh, a couple times a week, really getting in there and uh, dropping some information. And uh, you've got a doozy coming out today that you predicted a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, man, I, I called it as a, as a dark horse, um, and I said the Browns will find a way to mess it up. And from reports, uh, Browns not interested in Sam Darnold at all, looking more towards Josh Allen, and now uh, one of the lead candidates now is Baker Mayfield, which I called about three, four weeks ago on the, on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say this is, a total, this is a total smoke show. This is this is uh, the equivalent of everybody talking about taking Reggie Bush first and not taking him, and there's no way. Like, uh, listen, Sam Darnold's ceiling is much higher than the other guys, in my opinion. Well, like, I, I think. I th- Go ahead. No, I say my my evaluation of, of these of these quarterbacks really. Um, Baker Mayfield on field. I'm not talking personality, but I'm talking just his play on the field has the fewest flags. He has he has next to none. Like, Sam Darnold has interception issues. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, inaccurate. Uh, Rosen, uh, durability issues. Baker Mayfield has stayed healthy. He has had um, games where he has totally just taken over. And he's, he's not turnover prone. I mean, his antics and his maturity level are the only red flags in my book. You, you know, it's for Baker Mayfield. I just, I, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I just, I just don't want, I don't want to be the Browns with the first pick for taking Mayfield. I, I think, I think if you put him around some someone that's uh, like a real high quality talent, you know, as an organization, but they've just been faltering. And I, I think, I, I think right now they have a lot of pieces to go. And I don't really, I don't really care if they draft Baker Mayfield first, but as long as they're going to do something with the with the next pick too, like, are you gonna, what else are you going to put around Mayfield? You have two quality wide receivers in Cleveland, and and a, and a second year guy that that can really be a lot of potentially offensive weapons. And he is, if I'm not mistaken, the most accurate quarterback in college percentage wise over the last two years. Oh, who's that? Baker Mayfield. Darnold? Baker Mayfield, yeah. Like I said, his play on the field is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. He just has some maturity issues. Um, I Personally, if, if the Browns don't take him, I would love to see him go to New Orleans, sit behind Drew Brees for a year or two, learn from one of the best, most well, players ever to play the game. You know, he won the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year Award. I mean, that would be a perfect situation for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and, and Sean Payton is, is quote-unquote, in love with him, too. So, And they sat, they, accidentally, they actually actually sat next to each other on a plane, actually, recently, on, on Southwest Airlines. They just happened to uh, run into each other on the plane, and they were just going places, and they just happened to be on the same flight. So, you know, it's... Um, Are you talking, like, happening to be <laughs> on the same hey. flight with, like, air quotations? Listen, call it what you want to. I know they, they were just... It, it wasn't like a, a booked flight together back to New Orleans. You know what I mean? 
That's funny. So, you know, it, it's, it, it wouldn't be a bad fit. You just have to make sure he's the right pick for you. You know, or do you, in those cold Cleveland winters, do you want a bigger, durable quarterback? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's why they're leaning into Josh Allen a lot. Played in Wyoming, bigger quarterback, cannon for an arm, just inaccurate. Uh, I don't know if it's a mechanics issue or he's just uh, – it's a study issue. Uh, well, but I, I think that's – I think I honestly think Josh Allen goes number well, here, one. I'm calling it right let, now. Let, let me clarify. Let me clarify the quote-unquote accuracy issues, all right? He played at Wyoming. They haven't had a good football team since the late 70s when they kicked all, all the African-American players off their team. Like, it's been 30 years since they've had a good quality team. And, you know, two years ago, he had, a, he had a, some pretty solid wide receivers, and they went to the draft and graduated and stuff. Wyoming isn't is exactly known for breeding high-end wide receivers and offensive linemen to protect him. And we're, if we're talking about accuracy issues, it's one thing to miss wide-open guys. It's another thing to, to be scrambling for your life against higher-quality teams like they played like like Boise State, which is definitely a notch above Wyoming. Yeah, but if, if you're going if you're going to be the number one pick, shouldn't you at least be like all conference? Was he not an all conference quarterback? He's honorable mention, yeah. which means the Boise State quarterback and I forget the other guy were the first team, second team, all conference. Josh Allen, honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, you know what? It, I'm just saying. If you're being first overall pick, there's some credentials that I feel should come I, with I totally that. agree with you on that one, and that's something I would definitely look for. You know, like you said, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't be the number one overall pick, and you can't even, you can't even be the best quarterback in your conference. In a conference that's not exactly known for, for, for producing high-end quarterbacks. Anything. <laughs> I mean, that's like the, the Mountain West or whatever yeah, it is I mean, that they're in. You know what I mean? It's not like a powerhouse other than Boise State's, like, two-, three-year run. And I think, uh, you know, Kellen Clements over there was, was the last one they really had up at Boise State. But, you know, it's – yeah, but you're right, man. It's I'm okay with whoever they take as long as they believe that's the best quality one. I personally like Darnold. He's going to go number two without a doubt now to the Giants. I don't think the Giants trade out of that pick if Darnold's available. If for some reason the Browns come back around – I think, and take Darnold, then I think the, the Giants will trade out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, and as, as a fan of a team that's in the NFC East, I really don't want to see Sam Darnold go to the New York Giants. No, I, I, I agree with you on that one because you would have, I mean, football-wise, I mean, you really couldn't ask for much of a better matchup. If he pans out, Darnold does to be, you know, like I said, like, um, you know, Roethlisberger-esque, like numbers-wise at least. You know, you know, above Flacco ish, you you'd have you know ten to fifteen years of like really good Eagles Giants games. Yeah, I, it would probably be the best division in football as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you'd have Sam Darnold in New York. You would have Alex Smith, who's incredibly serviceable. He's a he's a great player, like not upper yeah. echelon, but he's but tier Alex, two. Alex Smith is he's is definitely two. one of the most overlooked quality quarterbacks in the NFL. 
I, I agree 100% with you. And then you got Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, and then you got Dak Prescott in Dallas. That pans out. That's the best, the best division for, for a quarterback. Yeah, and let's be honest, we, we don't know which Dak we've really seen yet right now. Is Dak's ceiling going to get higher, or, or is he kind of peaking? He, he had a solid year, but nothing phenomenal this year, you know, 2017. Well, there was some regression. Some regression, but not all his no, fault. This, this, I, I would have liked to. I would have liked to seen him take over some games, show that he's you know that kind of quarterback where he can take a bad team and lead them to victory. Not maybe every game, but most games. But when Zeke went out, they 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 flatlined. Yeah, it, it was. A, it's definitely a different team, and you can definitely, as a defensive coordinator, you can definitely game plan in a different way. You know. So yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting well, to see what happens. And you you called it first, but you know just kind of moving on a little bit. I know the one other topic I want to touch base on is the possibility of the NBA going to uh, eliminating the one and done rule, which I think is good, but I think needs modified a little bit. Well, you're gonna to have to educate me a little bit on 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 that. Uh, I'm not completely up to date with my with my. Sure. NBA. So so basically, the, the in the NBA or the college, they're required to go one year removed from high school before they can go to the NBA. Now, so that's basically forcing them to go to college. And most guys, most of the top guys are going, and they're not even finishing the first year of school. They're just basically going because they're required to. Now, there's been a couple guys who have gone to uh, uh, Daniel Mudaday. He went to China to play for a year for his eligibility and got a million dollars to play. And, you know, one guy this year said he's going to go right to the G League, which is the developmental league uh, for the NBA. And then uh, they're required to go there. So basically they're being forced to go to college for one year where, you know, in the PGA Tour, if, 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 you're, if you're good, you just go. If you're a high school baseball player, you get drafted by the, by the MLB and you just go. You know, there's no really requirements except for the NFL, which is three years, which I agree with that because, you know, that's a size thing. It's really hard to take a 18-year-old kid going against, you know, like Lawrence Taylor. You know, that's, that that doesn't work. No, I agree. With the you. NBA is so the NBA is looking at lifting football, it. Football's too. Yeah, physical. Football's way too physical. The NBA is a little different because it's it's not the same the same game. It's not very physical. But you know, the one and done thing should be done. But I think it, it would do a couple of things. If if I was going to do it in charge, I would modify it so it was. Um, if you went to college, you're required to stay there for two years. If you're good enough to go be drafted right from right from uh, high school, then so be it. You can go, but you know some of these guys are, are are leaving after the first year, and they're getting drafted in the second round. They're not panning out. They're not producing, and some of them are out of the league entirely. So I think I think well, it would, so you're 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 um, uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but you're you're kind of putting this on a lack of. Skill development. Yeah, I, I th- so you feel they, they should stay in college to, to develop the skill of the game other than just with the few rare natural basketball players like Kobe or LeBron, you feel that these players should at least have some sort maybe maybe a development league that's there. Maybe you're not you know, not everybody's made for college, you don't have the grades to yeah. get in, but a development league where you could at least get two years in the development league before you get you know, into the draft or, or sign as a free well, agent. Listen, there, there's, there's rare, there's rare talents, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett that can jump and be instantly, you know, right from high school to the NBA and be successful. However, a lot of these guys are going to college for one year, 
not not even going to class, you know, only only going to basketball practice, and they may have ten classes, so it's really so accounts for their grades, so they can keep playing. But they're they're being forced to go to it; they don't really care. But I'm saying if if you're going to go to college, you got to go for two years. It's it, it's like the way it's the way it's got to be. Or you know, if you're good enough to be that that talent, and you get drafted by the NBA, and you're a high school player, that's fine. But if you if you don't, you want to go to college. You got to go stay for a minimum of two years. And what that would do, in my opinion, that would help the quality of the players, you know, staying in college. Because if you look if you look down the draft, I mean, the last couple of years, there's guys who, like I said, aren't even still in the NBA or playing. They got drafted. That they left after their first year, and it just doesn't work out for them. You know, so it would it would it. Give, well, it would give them more quality. It would give college more quality players also that weren't going to jump after one year. And some of these guys aren't, they're not even projected to be first round picks that are coming out. And, and basketball is only a two round draft. You only have 12 spots. So, you know, you can send them down to the D league or whatever, the G league developmental league, but you know, it, it would, it would help them more staying in college for two years. That's that's a fair argument, and uh, you're you're not going to get an argument from me. So yeah, I, just, I think we're on the same page there. For I sure. think, and I think it would help college basketball too some more because you have people you know their names at least, rather than one year they have they have a fairly solid year of you know 13 points and eight rebounds, and they go right to the pros, and you never hear from them again. But you would know more, and you would know more college players like it used to be, versus everybody jumping out. Understood, man. I like I said, I think I think you and I are on the same page with that. Um, most sports have some sort of developmental league. Uh, baseball has its farm system, and um, you know, golf has their amateur tours and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, football has college football, but again, like you said, you have to be at least a junior or three years out of high school. Yeah, and that's you know, I, I think it should go like, you know, the, the, these guys would be much more sufficiently learned. I mean. The G League is nice because it's, it's NBA-level players. But you, you'd be much better off getting, you know, two years of Coach K or Bill Self at Kansas or, you know, the guy, you know, any, anybody of these top-tier talents are for two years, you know, and then, then going and being ready, you know. That makes sense. Well, that's, our, that's our show. We're looking forward to you. Uh, we're coming back tomorrow with a quick mock draft. I know everyone's got theirs out. We're going to call a couple of the top picks and maybe some uh, surprising moves we're going, to, we're going to make some predictions on. So, Nevin, I appreciate your time. Tomorrow, feel better, and uh, we'll get out of tomorrow. That sounds great, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. Have a great night. All right, bye-bye. See you.